Hi, I'm Aaron Selbig. And I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And we are... The, the Latchkey Kids. The Latchkey Kids. The Latchkey Kids. Right in your face. Boom. Whoa. That's our new People, theme song do you love it? Oh that I just my made gosh. Just now on the we're feeling yes. very musical this morning. I do morning. feel musical today. I'm not sure oh, why. Oh, people, Aaron <laughs> is floating. He is he oh, he is boy. so excited about this oh, episode, gosh. people. I might have to bust out some instruments. I don't uh, know. I I'm mean, not sure what's going to happen today. We there a mosh pit could form it in could, even though it's his just home me office by himself and two dogs. And the dog. <laughs> yeah, the dogs will get involved. It'll be a whole uh, thing. Yes. Now, as referenced, you know, a number of times throughout the the history of of the Latchkey Kids podcast, we all know, we know that Aaron is very musical. He loves music. He he introduced me to the Beatles and our little orange record player with Sergeant Pepper. Have you heard of the Beatles? Have Have our listeners? Are you sure they know? They're new. We think you're gonna like them. Okay, they're a British band. Really good. They're a British band. Yeah. He, uh, we'll get into these, uh, these, these groups at a, a later episodes, but he got me into the Beastie Boys oh, when we were kids. Oh my God. That's going to be an episode. It's uh, yeah, I, w- sure. I was, people, mm-hmm. I was at the roller rink last night and mm-hmm. uh, Brass Monkey came on and I lost my whole entire mind. <laughs> Do you just like hang out at the roller rink? Yeah. We, that's we went my to the new roller rink hang once. out, everybody. And now oh, you like, or that you basically live there. Let eating... me provide an update. Okay, okay. Before we get into this very important topic. Uh, so, as you all know, Aaron and I went roller skating, and yes. oh my goodness, we had at the roller most bestest King. time at Roller King, everyone, <laughs> roller King. in Roseville, California. Check it yes. out. Very old school, it's very awesome. stained carpet, and it's exactly the same <laughs> as you lighting. remember it. <laughs> Somebody Except- threw up in the corner, and they kind of <laughs> cleaned it up. Except they sell beer now, and that's a that's an exciting oh, new development. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I decided for my birthday, people, I just turned 47, I had a birthday party at the Roller King, so you fun. guys. I wish I could And my daughter, daughter of the year, she's, she's always yeah, in the running, but this, this year I think she's mm-hmm. going to win. <laughs> yeah. She got me my own roller skates as a birthday yes. gift. They cool. are... I should probably post a photo on our yeah. Latchkey Kids social media. You definitely should. They're they awesome. are. They have rainbows and yeah. they're all colors and crazy. And mm-hmm. I was the star of the show, not because of yes. my roller skating skills. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's great. Um, I'm glad that you are. Per- it sounds like it's you're even new. more into roller skating yeah. than you were when you were ten. Yep. So that's fantastic. I, oh my gosh! And and this time, people, my husband was there. And did he uh, roller skate? Of course. And people, yeah. he's Canadian. And yeah. so he's, he can skate. He was born with ice skates on his feet. He's a yeah. beautiful skater. We held hands and we skated. Aww. And I did felt you do the like. Slow songs? I, they didn't play any slow songs. What? So no slow songs? No, there's not really oh, a couple on. skate, but we made our own couple skate. And I'm like, I've got the hottest guy in this place you know what yeah. i'm saying everybody so sure. there's that um y'all Happy know birthday. that thank you so much 
Uh, back to Aaron and his love of music. You know that he <laughs> killed it in the recitals for our Milano's music when we <laughs> were Milano's kids. Milano's music, yes. Right? And then we would go to Swenson's uh, for ice cream after uh, the What recital. a pressure cooker that was, having we... to do the recitals on this alto saxophone <laughs> in front of grandma and grandpa yeah. and great-grandma. I mean... We know, uh, real pressure cooker. We know that then later, if you've listened to our marching bands episode, oh, of course, yeah. that Aaron also dazzled audiences mm-hmm. and football fields across yes. the great state of Arizona. In the sweltering in the, heat. In the sweltering heat in his giant in polyester, polyester bell bottoms. <laughs> People, Aaron, come on. do you remember <laughs> you and I? Ha- we actually have a recording career together. Do you remember mm-hmm. our very brief recording career? <laughs> oh my God, in San Francisco? <laughs> yes, people oh on God. Fisherman's Wharf. I War. forgot about that. What did, what did oh we, my God. What did we sing? I forgot. Uh, so, oh, I remember what we sang. So, okay. this was in the 90s, do. okay? And Aaron was visiting. I and mean, you might have been in the Army still. I don't know. It was sometime around yeah. then. Uh-huh. And we did the touristy thing. We're in San Francisco, Fisherman's Wharf, Pier 39. Check it out. You'll love it, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and they had this little touristy thing where you could yeah. record. Yeah. Uh, it was like glamour a, shots for music. It was music. like glamour yeah. shots for music is exactly what it was. <laughs> yeah. And so Aaron and I, of course, decided we must record a duet or two. So we, we weren't even this, drunk, I don't we think. We went in this little recording <laughs> studio on, on Pier 39, and mm-hmm. we recorded two songs, Aaron. We did? Yep. Okay. I wish I, I still no... had the cassette tape, because we did get a cassette tape. We got tape. a cassette tape? Uh-huh, oh, man. You don't, don't have know. it anymore? No, oh, I don't no. know what happened to the cassette tape. That's we recorded uh, Love Shack, okay? <laughs> Okay. Love Shack, Got baby. me a Chrysler. It's, it's about, about 20. 20. <laughs> Hurry up and bring, and bring your, your jukebox, jukebox money. money. Uh, and then it's bang, bang, bang on the door, baby. Bump, bump. Knock a little louder, sugar. Anyway, we were having fun. <laughs> then we did our our favorite that we always sang together huh. as children, Free Fallen, of course. Oh, that was our yes. favorite duet in the living room as song. children. Yeah. And uh, so, yes. So we we walk out of the thing into the the tourist filled uh, Pier Thirty Nine, and what we hadn't realized is that when you're in there recording, they have (laughs) speakers outside and they're playing it to the passersby for God knows what reason. Yeah. So all of the people around were listening to our very (laughs) mediocre recording, but oh boy, oh my God. Yeah, so, if I'd have known that, I don't know if I'd have done it. <laughs> it was, to yeah. The truth. yeah. Because we really went for it, but also, yeah, you know, it was terrible, I'm not known probably, for, right? <laughs> you all know, yeah. you know my singing. It's not. No, it's, and I, you're right that I am musical. Yeah. Singing is not part of my musical. Well, it's not in your top yeah, five musical my, talents, but. <laughs> no, I, I do non-singing <sighs> things. Yes. So people, you know, you know, we've covered some some music, some artists on this podcast, oh, yeah. but today's going to be a little little different. Madonna, yeah, yeah. So many. Mm-hmm. We in our shopping malls episode, we had a special feature about Tiffany and Debbie Gibson, which is one <laughs> of my favorite moments. Yes. We had the Queen Whitney Houston herself. We had a whole oh, episode yeah. about her. Kind of a sad um, story, but oh, yes. Uh-huh. We had our One Hit Wonders episode. Aaron. Oh, that was fun. That's a good Woo! one. Yeah, that one's good. Um, oh man. I, yeah, I want to go back so, and listen to these now. 
But here's the thing, people. This is all pop. This is all top 40. This is very much Dr. Amy's wheelhouse, you know, from my youth of the things that I loved. But Aaron had, you know, more diverse and eclectic musical taste, okay? So I had a I'm... taste for the harder stuff. Oh, wow, 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 everybody. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah, 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 sometimes. So I'm proposing a new feature ongoing of this oh, podcast, boy. okay? Okay. First installment today, but more oh. to come. And I hope you love it. It's going to be DJ Aaron's mixtape. Okay, everybody? DJ, DJ Aaron. Aaron's mixtape. It needs a stinger. It needs like a... <laughs> yeah. DJ Aaron's mixtape. Something like that. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. Uh, we'll make one later. Um, okay. So, so Aaron's going to hit us with a f- few of his favorite yeah. uh, bands that, you know, maybe well, are not quite in the in the top yeah, 40 stuff, pop category. and. I think basically the idea for this, Dr. Amy, is stuff that you didn't typically hear on the radio. There we go. There we go. Yes. This is the stuff that and some of it was was popular. It was kind of in an underground way. And Mm -hmm. some of it wasn't recognized for being as great as it was until later. Later. Yeah. Um, Very true. Some of it was like really influential, but not necessarily smash hits. Yeah. So th- this idea started because we were just going to do an episode about, you know, alternative music of the 80s. And Amy's like, well, make a list. And so I oh made a list God, and there's like 9,000 bands I'm on like, there. This is not one and, episode. And this is a whole new podcast. And... I'm separating <laughs> it into genres and subgenres and sub subgenres. And uh-huh. we quickly realized... There's two. There's a lot here. So, yeah. so that's what we're doing. So today, ladies and gentlemen, mm. stra- we're going to start up. off with a bang. Okay. I would say buckle up, but also don't buckle because you're going to want to live dangerously. So definitely yes. don't wear your seatbelt today. Okay. No, don't wear Just your seatbelt. Yeah. Smoke some cigarettes. Sure. You know, what if you've else should you do? Got like a bottle of gin. <laughs> Maybe take Crack a swig and then open. smash the bottle against the yeah, wall. Yeah, definitely okay? destroy some home furnishings. Destroy something. Whatever object is nearest you, as long as it's not one of your children or another person, just smash it right now. Okay, we'll wait. Let's have a moment of silence while our listeners break something. Good job. And we're back. Okay, great work, everyone. We'll clean that up later. Listen, later you'll get out your dust buster. Remember the dust buster? Oh, man. Can we do do a whole episode about the dust buster? Anyway, that's gadgets of the 80s. Oh. Ooh, the Sony okay. Walkman. Oh, oh gosh, we're getting Write way that off down. track. Write that down. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to start off DJ Aaron's mixtape with punk rock from the Ooh. 1980s. Oh, my God, people. Now, wow. if you just landed here on planet Earth from the planet Qualtron 6, punk rock, also known as simply punk, is a musical genre that emerged in the mid-1970s. Mm. It's rooted in 1960s garage rock. I just heard this band called The Specials from the 60s. Have you ever heard of them? The Specials. No, no, not The Specials. The Sonics. That's what they're called. The Sonics. Sonics. They're from Seattle. They were from like the mid 60s. They were pretty obscure. Okay. Anyway, I'm also getting off track. But this really epitomizes kind of a mid 60s garage rock kind of soulful sound. Anyway, Mm. that that like led to... uh, you know, kind of a rejection of the excesses of mainstream rock music in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then you had a bunch of like 
punk rock is basically usually short songs that are really fast. They have hard edge melodies, stripped down in- instrumentation, two or three chords. They're usually political, anti-establishment, mm-hmm. often very left-leaning, like socialist kind of content usually. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all DIY, like the recordings are sometimes pretty terrible. Um, anyway... Did, it was did, it was did the mom punk rock and dad label. have any huh. concerns about your interest in this type of music? Did they were they worried you were going to turn to no, some sort of anti-establishment life of crime or something? Dad was far more worried about rap music than he was punk music. <laughs> which, I mean, read into that however you well, want to. People, it was N.W.A. was the one that was, was the, the tipping problem. point. <laughs> the F the police. That was the one where he oh, came into my room. My God. <laughs> Yes. And he was like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> and, you know, yeah. I guess I kind of, and, I can't, I mean, it is shocking. And we could it, argue that, you know, early rap and hip hop <laughs> did a similar thing in a different oh, yeah. genre. Yeah. It, NWA you know, was like punk rock hip hop for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was like I, an answer it. to like, you know, Bell Biv DeBoe. You know what hey, I mean? Easy. No, that won't be. Uh, it's not that, <laughs> it, no, not that and... any of these things are bad. You yeah. know, I mean, punk rock and British punk rock in the 70s was kind of rejecting like David Bowie. I love David Bowie. Sure, it doesn't mean course. it's bad. It's just, you know, it's that's the way these things come about. All right. So what we're going to do today, we're, we're going to go through a list. And this is I want to say this up front. OK, this is mm. by no means a definitive punk Important rock list. Disclaimer. People we're going to go through. In. I think we got five or six bands we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then we're going to mention a few at the end. These are just the ones that were meant something to me. OK, this is a subjective list. This Listen, is the stuff people, that I liked. Okay? If you have other, if you're shouting at Aaron uh, during this yeah. program, make your own podcast and talk sure. about whatever the hell you want to talk about. Okay, we'll why am it. I getting angry we'll and defensive? It's because yeah. I'm feeling very punk rock today, and I'm getting very rebellious. Yeah, look and, at a- you. and angry wow. all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I okay. Like it. That's before good. you maybe jump you should in, rip the sleeves off of your shirt. I'm you going to for sure. Before we get into this, Aaron, um, huh. I just have to tell you something funny real quick. Uh-huh. Um, the term punk, okay? Uh, you're giving yeah. us your own definition, which is great. But yeah. um, when our daughter Jasmine was a little girl, um, at one day she asks my husband, um, what is a punk? She, you oh. know, she didn't, she'd heard okay. the word punk, like somebody's a punk or whatever. Well, he's Canadian. It probably means something, means like a hot and dog to him he, or something. And he told her, straight face, dead serious, and she believed him for quite some time. Oh, yeah, punk. A punk is what you see when you look in the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, okay, a punk is what I see when I look in the mirror. Oh, my gosh, people. Oh, poor Jasmine. Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so we're going to go through Mm. these. These are some of my favorite bands of the 80s. And I'm also going to say this up front. A lot of these are really like 70s bands, <laughs> but yeah. they no were apologies. most of them, with the exception of one, were around in the 80s and were very influential. And this is the stuff that I was listening to in the 1980s. The 80s was an important decade for punk rock. It really was. Mm. Uh, the 70s was kind of where it began. The 80s, you saw a lot more American punk rock bands mm-hmm. and it kind of evolved. And it's, it's still I mean, punk rock is still uh, 
very popular widespread it's still going strong today and it really hasn't changed that much the the short punchy political angry songs are still a thing and have you have you been hmm. able to get your sons interested in punk yes i'm going to talk about that i'm going to talk one of them anyway one of them we'll we'll talk about because really as a parent i feel like my goal was always to to warp my children into liking yes. whatever I like. I oh, try sure. to get them to like the Dallas Cowboys. I've been unsuccessful mm, with that. But, Good. you know, this is what we do as parents. We was like, yeah. here, like this music. Mm, I don't. They pretty know. much only <laughs> like rap music. Um, sure, but, sure, sure, sure. But, yeah, I've had a little now, bit of success. Now Planting people, some seeds. I am not going to have much frame of reference or much to contribute on because this was not music that I um, necessarily listened to. But where uh, I can uh, chime in, Aaron, if you don't mind. Hmm. Of course not. I can chime in with some fun facts, okay? Okay, all right. Okay, hey, I mean, yes. that's really... I did give Amy... I gave Amy the list of these bands and she's like, well, I can go find some fun... There were like a couple of them, though, that you were like, I'm at a loss. <laughs> there are no fun facts for such the, and such. The internet has been wiped clean yeah. of fun facts. Um. All right, so let's start with a big one. I mean, this ah. is, to me, this this band, they didn't start punk rock per se, but they were right there at the beginning in London in the mid-70s, and mm. they are, to me, they are the the kings. They are the grandfather's. When you when you think of punk rock music, there is a good chance you're thinking. Shout it of out, the people! Clash. Ah, the Clash, the everybody! Clash, everybody! Mm. Can you sing us a few bars of your fa- of your most favorite? I'm in love with the Jenny Jones world. She's in love with the Jenny Jones world. Okay. Ooh. Or uh, there's we're gonna get to that. There's a <laughs> okay, whole bunch okay. of songs. You probably know. Should I stay or should I go? Oh my God! Yes. Should I commit I, or should I blow? You know. Even I know uh, that London one, Calling. There's so many. We're gonna get okay, to that. Okay. So okay. So the Clash, uh, if you've never heard of them, were an English rock band formed in London in 1976. The they year were of my key, birth. Key players in the original wave of British punk rock, which included another band that we're gonna talk about next. Uh, they also contributed in different musical genres. This band changed a lot, kind of like the Beatles changed throughout mm. the 60s. The Clash mm-hmm. changed a lot over a period of about 10 years. And they they and it's and it's it's uh, yeah, they it's because of uh, it's because of their leader, Joe Strummer. They went into like they have reggae songs. They got into world music, dub, funk, ska, even like rockabilly, like country music, mm. like later on in the 80s. And they kind of like, you know, and a lot of hardcore punk fans did not like that about The Clash. But I mean, it's just they were just they, they these guys were true they musicians. Did their own you know thing. what I mean? I mean, you yeah, know, they were they, did their they thing. were just going to. Yeah, they were. This is the thing, people. It's punk rock. It's not yeah. we're not here to follow the rules. We're here to make our own rules. OK, yes. Little so the, Dr. Amy liked to follow the rules. Little Aaron, not as much not as really. you know. Go I, back I, and I like listen to the Aaron Got in Trouble then. episode. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> but this this band was my personal introduction to punk rock. I had mm. never really dabbled you know, until I got the tape of London Calling on cassette. And man, that I just fell in love. That's one of the tapes that I wore out throughout so, the 80s. Aaron, 
and I'm curious as to how, like, was there a friend who was, because mom and dad were listening to, you know, Kenny and Dolly and uh, <laughs> Linda Ronstadt and the Linda Carpenters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah. here I'm over here with Madonna and, sure. you know, so do you know how or why you uh, yeah, initially Yeah, I had some got, friends. Um, yeah, I did. I had some friends, okay. but also I had... Back then, I mean, it still exists today a little bit, but back then there were record shops all over the place. And oh. there was one, mm. one right down the street called Stinkweeds. This is when, this is like oh, later, okay. after our I parents remember divorced. remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I was in high school, there was a record store called Stinkweeds over by the Dobson Ranch area. <laughs> and it was, man, I practically lived at that place. Mm. Every single cent that I could scrape together, I gave to them. And I think I got London Calling because I liked the cover. And it has sure. like, it is one of the most iconic rock album uh, covers of all time. It's a, uh, 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 it's not just drummer, I don't think. Isn't it the bass player, I believe, who's smashing his bass on mm. the stage? Uh, anyway, it's really awesome. Um, and it's a great album. It really is. It has a lot of great songs. And that led me to other Clash albums, and I loved okay, it. Okay. Dr. Amy, do you want to yes. hit us with some Clash fun facts? I would love to. Okay, people. This is what you need to know about the Clash for your next dinner party, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Aaron, their debut album, I don't know if you're aware of this. It was yes. not Called originally. The Clash, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not originally yes. released in America, but those dum dums who decided not to release them in America were wrong. Because 100,000 import copies were sold in America. Apparently, America did need and want this album, making it the largest selling import album of all time and up to that date, okay? Yes. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. So, you know, early on, again, this is the, you know, anti establishment, breaking the rules, smashing the furniture type of stuff. So, their early shows, um, it turns out, could get a little rough, okay? Oh, bad. Um, and you know, as performers, you were dodging things that were being thrown, um, at you as well. And apparently, (laughs) I don't know, this is a sign of love and we enjoy your music. Um, so (laughs) instead of clapping, okay. In those early days, the audience would show their appreciation by, um, Aaron, do you know what gobbing refers to? Is this something you did at punk rock shows? No, no. I've, I've been in punk rock bands and I've been on stage in, environments that were kind of dangerous and a little bit hostile. I've had things thrown at me. Okay. Okay. I have never uh, been on the receiving end of whatever gobbing is. It must be British. It sounds British, and I think it is British. Uh, This would be spitting at the band. Oh, God. Out of appreciation, and you're doing a great job. I don't understand the connection between those things. That's disgusting. Aaron, this is a very uh, dark turn in 1977. Mm. (laughs) Strummer and Heaton, members of the band, of course, were charged with robbery, Aaron. Do you know what (laughs) they allegedly stole? They were? People. They allegedly stole. Allegedly. A uh-huh. pillow from a Holiday Inn. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. Let them have a pillow. They needed a the pillow. Charges of the robbery come for on. the pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, and also in 1977, they you know signed this this big you know deal with CBS Records. Okay, it was uh-huh. an outrageous sum of a hundred thousand pounds at that time. That's a lot of pounds. I don't know 
in today's <laughs> yeah, money, in like, today's U.S. It's dollars. It's bazillion dollars, We don't I even believe. know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really were very naive about business matters. They just had no idea. So Joe uh, Strummer yeah. said, uh, we were completely in the dark. Uh, we were really just the people we were supposed to be. We didn't know anything about record companies or contracts. We were just like, mm-hmm. wow, we don't know about business. Like, this is not our thing. Um, and then I love this, Aaron. Of course, you know, The Edge. We probably should do an episode about you, too. Oh, yeah. No, they're on. on the list. They're on the so, list. Because they were, even though they're like huge mainstream yes, superstars, yes. back in the 80s, they were kind of one of these underground kind of bands, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah, weren't yeah, necessarily yeah. on the radio early on. And yeah. So they they yeah. really were. They had so, a bit of an edge. So the <laughs> edge, uh, very mm. inspired by uh, the Clash. Okay, so this is a guitarist sure. for you too. Y'all know. So in 2004, he tells Rolling Stone, "The Clash, more than any other group, kickstarted a thousand garage bands across Ireland and the UK. Yeah. For you two and other people of our generation, seeing them perform was a life changing experience. Everyone, I'll bet. okay? I'll bet. Yeah, no, Ooh. I wish I could have seen them for sure." Mm. I mean, they Flash, were around people. for a while. Jo- Joe Strummer, unfortunately, died in, I believe, 2002. He also had, and maybe some of our listeners have heard this, he had a really awesome radio show that he did. Ooh. And it was broadcast, and it's still, I think maybe you can still hear it. It's in syndication. And he's just is such a musical, like an archivist almost. He knows mm. about, like he could tell you about music from Molly or, you know, he, he knows about, like, uh, Middle Eastern music. Like, and he really is, like, a student of, of all different types of music. And mm. he used to have this radio show on the BBC about that, where he explored all these different genres. It was amazing. He's a really smart guy, really cool. Like, mm. I just, I, I love him. Mm. Unfortunately, he passed away about 20 years ago or R. so. R.I.P., R.I.P. So key albums. Uh, thank okay. you for those fun facts, Dr. Yep. Amy. Very yep. fun. Key albums from The Clash are that debut album, The Clash. London Calling is probably, mm. that's the top of the top one. And then Combat Rock came out in the 80s. Okay. Songs that you may have heard from The Clash, Police and Thieves, Janie Jones, London Calling, Clamp Down, I Fought the Law, which okay. is a cover. Yeah. But their cover is is maybe awesome. more famous than the original. Yeah. Should I Stay or Should I Go? Mm. Uh, and Rock the Casbah, which was, here's okay. a fun fact. Rock the Casbah was the first song played on Armed Forces Radio during the Persian <gasps> Gulf War. Get that, out and that of is here. a fun fact that the Joe Strummer would have hated. He was yeah, very, very anti-war. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Ah. Now I feel like we have to like back up for a second okay, when let's we're talking back it about up, people. Brit- the British and and punk rock really did start in in England in the mid in London specifically mm. in the mid seventies. And a lot of people think that really it was this band, even though they were not around very long, they were a blip on the radar, but they were perhaps the most influential punk band, Mm. one of the most influential bands of all time. And of course, I'm talking about the Sex Pistols. Ah. And again, is this an 80s band? No, nope. <laughs> they were just, a 70s yeah. band, Yeah, but they Influential, they lit a fire right? that burned all through the 80s. And, we, and literally, they literally yeah. lit a fire. Yes. OK, and probably These several. Guys, <laughs> particularly their bass, yeah. bass player. It's always yeah. the bass player, you know, Oh man, those bass the players, bass players cannot be trusted. Uh, <laughs> they they were an English punk rock band formed in London in 1975 
They were only around for not even three years, <laughs> two and a half years, but they're just very influential. They inspired a lot of later punk and alternative rock musicians. Also, the clothing, the mm, mohawks, all of that, that was the look. Sex Pistols. Yes. The, whole, the, the safety pins and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, the Doc Martin combat boots, uh, all that. That's all the still sex pistols. a thing. Yeah. And actually, that look has really ha- made a resurgence, in, you know, in fashion recently, too. We're back to kind of a 90s Doc Martin kind of vibe uh, yes. now. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It just keeps Are coming Are they back the around. greatest punk rock band in the world? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I'm here to tell you. Okay. They're not. Because they just weren't around very long. Their music is extremely raw it's, mm. it's it's kind of like, you know, it doesn't sound great, like some of the recordings that they did. but the, And they just were like one of those like supernovas, you know? They yes. blew up, they became super huge, they made a lot of money, and they love, love, love drugs. And so that mm. was a recipe yes. for them not lasting very long. And uh, yeah, so that's what happened to the Sex Pistols. They were led by their singer, Sid Vicious. Oh my gosh. I don't don't think that's his Christian name, but (laughs) I did not look it up. If you don't know anything about music, you probably at least know who Sid Vicious is. Yes. And then you and their bass player, Johnny Rotten. Johnny Rotten, right. Yep. And they both, they I mean, they just loved drugs a lot. And their, their behind-the-scenes stories uh, helped the band achieve some of their fame. Or infamy, as or it were. Infamy. Was Dr. It Amy, Johnny... do you have any sex pistols oh. fun facts? Yes. Okay, people, mm. here we go. All right. So did you know, Aaron? First, their their band was named The Strand, okay? Mm-hmm. Then The Swankers. And then they finally settled on the Sex Pistols, okay? Yes. Which uh, is by, the more better. If name. I can stop you job. for a second, Dr. Yeah. Amy, I need to correct myself. I had it backwards. Sid okay. Vicious obviously was the bass player for the Sex Pistols, and oh Johnny Rotten was the singer. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Okay, all right, people. Okay, so speaking of Sid Vicious, the he strand. is. The hmm. Strand. I oh, interesting. Know. Ponder, ponder that. that, okay? Okay. Uh, he is credited with inventing what they call the pogo, okay? Oh, I pogo? do the pogo all the time. You're a, you're I love po- the pogo. You're a pogo you, boy. you got to okay? have strong calves Listen, to properly people, pogo. It's wonderful cardio, okay? Yes, we suggest you check yes. it out. So yeah. this is where you're you're just bouncing, you're just bouncing up, up and down, and down yeah. to the yeah. music. Go to okay? a punk rock show. You'll see it. It's and like it's like whack-a-mole. <laughs> yes. If you had a big mallet and it's you a lot were of fun. Up, yeah. above, you could uh and this eventually led to moshing, which of course we're all very familiar with sure. from our youth, okay? Um, which scared little Dr. Amy a great deal. I did. I'm I got like, into I a mosh pit at Rage Against be. the Machine one time at <laughs> Desert Sky Pavilion, and oh. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, and people do occasionally. So, yeah. you know, part of the fun. Um, <laughs> I love this. Johnny Rotten has described the band as, quote, musical vaudeville. Yes. Okay. Yes, very accurate. Yeah. And also, I love this mm-hmm. evil burlesque. Okay. That's good, too. Yeah. It's because uh, they really like. Their music yes. was not really what they were all about. I mean, yes. they had a couple of big hit songs that were fun and, and interesting, but really it, it was, was about the look about, yes, and the and behavior the and the whole and attitude. The whole of, vibe. Yeah. And yes. he, he noted he was really influenced by 
um, Alice Cooper. Okay, yeah, so that yeah, checks yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Let the mm-hmm. the whole performative the nature and, and the, the, yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So on October eighth, nineteen seventy six, the year of little Dr. Amy's birth, wow. EMI signed the Sex Pistols to a two year contract. Well, they're not even going to get that. However, <laughs> the labor label got cold feet when the band caused a national scandal. People by swearing on air during an early oh, evening live yeah. TV broadcast. Yeah, you're um, not supposed to do that. <laughs> that didn't go over well with the record mm-hmm. company, okay? Yes. Uh, we all know Sid Vicious had a lot of issues. He yeah. died in 1979, yes. people. This is just and, like, so that's how long uh, they lasted. They signed yep. a record deal in October Boom. of 76. Sid Vicious and is dead over. in yep. February of 1979. I mean, that's they it. they really went big. It, and it was a it fast was ride. A flash. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he died of an uh, overdose of heroin uh, yeah. that his mother had bought for him. Oh, okay? that's sweet. I mean, that's nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thoughts are that it was possibly intentional on yeah. his part. He was very depressed uh, about his role in the death of his girlfriend. Well, of course, we all know Nancy. Alleged well, role. I mean, there's... Hey, I mean, he, alleged, alleged. Did alleged. he murder his girlfriend, well, Nancy Springen? Probably. Well, Probably. He so probably she was, murdered her. Sure. But she was he found. might not have. <laughs> he also well, might not have. She yeah. was found dead in a bathtub, okay, yes. with a single mm-hmm. stab wound. And he was yes. charged with her murder. Yes, he and, was. But there's, yep. there's speculation she could have been murdered by their drug dealer. Listen, yeah. there were a lot of shady that's characters around, okay? The story is that the drug dealer did it. Right. Yeah. That's what I blame things on, yeah. you know, when I don't want to yeah. take responsibility for my actions. I'm like, I think right. it, it was, was the drug dealer. It was the drug dealer did it. <laughs> it wasn't me. You know, I learned that yeah. from Dare. You know, there's drug right. dealers everywhere in the alleys. I don't have to clean on, up this mess. <laughs> Yeah. Of course, the 1986 film, yes. Aaron, Sid, and Nancy, uh, they one. were the, the subject of. That helped kind of revive the oh, Sex Pistols, too. They became uh, like a thing for. Everyone you remembers know, a whole other generation of people. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2005, they were voted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kind of crazy. And in true punk rock form, those that were still alive <laughs> refused to attend the ceremony. Yeah. They sent a Good. note to Rolling Stone voicing their displeasure with the institution. And here's a quote. Next to the what sex the pistols. No- <laughs> You're going to love this. Next to the sex pistols, that Hall of Fame is a piss stain, everyone. Yes. And sincerely, right. with much love. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> That's great. So oh key, key albums for the sex pistols. There's only one. <laughs> yeah. It's called Never Mind the Bollocks, Here's the Sex Pistols. It is good. It is like, it's fun. Okay. Okay. It hits you in the face. It's yeah. It's okay. There, there's two songs of the Sex Pistols that you've probably heard, God Save the Queen and uh-huh. Anarchy in the UK. Ah. And, and here's, a, tr- here's a, tr- a, tr- uh, you know, a testament to the lasting influence of the Sex Pistols is when Queen Elizabeth died well, a couple months ago or whenever that was, I, in my circle of friends, I heard God Save the Queen at every turn. <laughs> that song came back. All right, Dr. Amy. Oh, as, people. As you may, you may have be getting the impression, punk rock started in London, England, mm-hmm. in the mid-70s. Yeah. Uh, I think there's really no real doubt about no that. No dispute there. Okay. But it didn't stay there. It jumped mm. in the pond at, sure or, like shortly around that same time. And this band is like, I don't mm. even know how to describe it. They're like, they are the... 
definitive American punk rock band. They are the funnest. They're the most fun punk rock band of all time, in my opinion. Okay. They lasted a long time, like 30 years they were around until they all dropped dead in the space of like three years. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. They all died like at the same time, pretty Uh much. It's very weird. Uh, I saw them in concert. We're going to talk about that. Um, Yes, I did. And okay. ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Ramones. Of course, the Ramones, so, everyone. So fun. I still. More accessible I, I for those of us who were not, you know, yes. true punk rock aficionados. Everybody, well, uh, I think, can appreciate the Ramones. You asked earlier, Dr. Amy, if I have been successful in getting mm. my two sons to like punk rock. And the answer, for the most part, is no. Mm. But. I am very proud to say that the Ramones were my son Gabriel. They were like his Beatles. That was the first band when he was about, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. That was the first band that he really noticed. And he was like, Dad, what's that? And he really liked it. And next thing you know, he had a Ramones Mm -hmm. t-shirt. And he was like, that was his Gabriel's first favorite band. Oh, um, okay. Anyway, the Ramones, cool. if you've never heard of them, they were an American punk rock, punk rock band. They're from New York City. Uh, they formed in 1974. Uh, one of the original punk rock groups anywhere. They were famous for performing at divey clubs in mm. Manhattan, like the CBGBs. Um, and they were great. They were around for a really long time. Dr. Amy, do you have any fun facts? Oh, my gosh, people. These they have a lot so of fun. fun facts. Oh, my God. This really is the fun most fun. Fact. They were a fun um, band. They were a fun band. That's the fun mm-hmm. facts are so, so fun. Okay. Well, and then it gets, you know, as Aaron mentioned, yeah, then it, it, gets it less doesn't fun. end great. Mostly <laughs> fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you know, Aaron, that, where, well, do you know where the name came from for the Ramones? Yes, do you have any I do. Idea? Yes, okay. I do. Well, of course It comes you from do. the Beatles. <laughs> the Beatles, Paul <laughs> yeah. Ramone, everyone. Yeah. That was Paul McCartney's fake name that he used when Paul the Beatles Ramone. were touring. Yeah. Paul Ramone. And so they all, all of the Beatles had- He would had, like uh, sign into hotels as Paul Ramone. Aliases that were yeah. Ramone. Yeah. And so they all became Ramones. There was <laughs> Johnny Ramone, Joey Ramone, Didi Ramone. They were all the Ramones. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's where it came from. I did not uh-huh. know that. I thought that was pretty fun. Um, so, Aaron, most of their songs, as you know, are only about two minutes in length, okay? Oh, yeah, if that. Uh, pretty yeah. pretty brief. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Partly because they didn't do any guitar solos. They're nope. just keeping it tight, okay? Yep. So, oh, yeah. And then in concert, when a song would end, they would just do a one, two, three, four one, two, count three, in. Four. And they're, yes. they're very well known for that. And it would go right into the next song, people. This is Well, shit. they didn't we're talk just, much because they nope. all hated each other, which we're going to sure, talk about. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god in their early years Aaron their goal was to write a new song at every rehearsal imagine this. every rehearsal people so they I'm, ended I'm in up, a band now yeah, and like seems, to come up with a tough. new to to get a new song from like birth to like something that you would actually play live or record mm. takes weeks months yes. you know of like I mean, it's a it's an arduous process to like do that at every rehearsal. Right. I can't even imagine. So That's they, crazy. They had a lot of material to choose they from. Did. I'm sure a lot of it never saw the light of day. But you know, they were creating all the time. Did you know, Aaron, that Joey Ramone had OCD? Oh yeah. 
mm-hmm. pretty severely. Like bad, really bad. Real bad, bad yeah. real bad. Mm-hmm. So he would do the things of he'd have to go back to places. He'd have to re- yeah. retrace Counting his steps things. to keep touching yeah. certain objects. So on mm-hmm. one occasion, the band's tour bus had to head back and forth between London and Heathrow Airport so he could finish counting the squares on one of the vehicle's checkered headrests, people. Can you imagine wow. how annoying that would be for the rest yeah. of the band? It's, you well, know? It was probably annoying for him, too, but what do you yeah. do? It's a compulsion, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of Joey, he started dating a girl named Linda Danielle in the late 70s, okay? He took her on tour, but she, people, this is where things yeah, got a little dicey. She started yeah. having an affair with Johnny, okay? Yeah. Which made uh-huh. it a little uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> a little. And he wrote a 19, song about it. In, in he, 1982, <laughs> she left Joey, and in 84, she yeah, married Johnny. She married Whoa, Linda. Yeah. Wow, Linda. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, it's like, what's her name? That every, what, what was the gal, uh, Patty? She she dated George Harrison. Oh my god. And then George Harrison was best friends with Eric Clapton. And she left George Harrison and married Patty Kent. Isn't that her name? I think. Uh, And she married Eric Clapton and then they got divorced because Eric Clapton's a jerk. Anyway, it's so, kind of like that. It's kind of like that, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. So the relationship between Joey and Johnny was already tense, okay? But this, it was really kind of ruined at that point. They did stay in the band together and played together, but the animosity really just never abated. And yeah. Johnny did not attend Joey's funeral, Aaron. Yikes. Yeah, no, they hated each other. They I mean, hated they- each other. They they stayed a band for a long yeah, time. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they did. But they they did not get along. They didn't even like talk. I don't think. Yeah. And Patty yeah. Boyd. I had to look. Ah, it up. okay. We need to <laughs> see. I have a little bit of OCD too. <laughs> I cannot let it go. Okay. It was Patty Boyd. Um, Aaron, they were the first punk rock band to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Really? Uh, oh. The same year, the which was 2002, the Clash and the Sex Pistols were eligible, but they didn't get in. That the Ramones did. You know the what I'm Ramones saying? The Ramones got in before the Clash yeah. and the Sex Pistols? That's, That's what happened. Okay. Um, right. As you said, of course, they were one of the most successful and influential punk rock bands. But most of their albums didn't sell very well. They didn't earn widespread acclaim until the 90s. They weren't on the radio ever. Yeah. And then they were never on the radio. Yeah. Uh, When Joey Ramone died, Aaron, the surviving members vowed to never perform together again. Well, they wouldn't really have to worry about it because within like three years, they were all dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So here's the timeline. Yeah. What is the timeline? Um, so in 2001, Joey dies of lymphatic cancer at age 49. In 2002, yeah. the very next wow. year, Dee Dee dies of a heroin overdose at 50. Mm-hmm. In yep. 2004, Johnny dies of prostate cancer at 55. And boom, then boom, Tommy boom. really hung, hung, hung out for a while. 2014, yeah. Tommy dies of bile duct cancer All at 65. Cancer. Well, well, and heroin. And sure. Heroin. Cancer and heroin. Yep. Wow. So, well, yikesies. I, it wasn't long before Joey died. I think it was 19, let me see. It would have been like 1996 or 7. Mm. I saw the Ramones live. And mm. I saw them. I'm really happy about that. I'm glad I got to see them. However, it was under less than ideal circumstances. This mm. is going to sound bizarre, but okay. they were opening up for Pearl Jam, believe it or not. Oh, my God. And it was just because Pearl Jam loved them so much that they were like, hey, but it was a really not a good. That's weird. Yeah. 
it was because Pearl Jam at that time, and I went with my uh, my then wife's little sister, uh, and she was like, she was probably, you know, fourteen or fifteen at the time, something like mm. that. And mm-hmm. so that was the crowd for Pearl Jam. It was a lot of like teenagers and their parents. You know what I mean? It was like that kind of a thing at the time. Um, and to have the Ramones open up, and plus it was like a big arena concert because it's Pearl Jam. They were a huge thing right, at the time. Right, 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 right. And so right, it was right. this huge, I think it was at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum, I'm pretty sure, which is okay. a terrible venue. So the sound was awful. It's They sounded terrible. They weren't mm. into it. The crowd was not responding to them because it wasn't no. their crowd. It was like the least punk rock punk rock show right. you've ever seen but I, me i was like oh my god i'm, I'm seeing the remote seeing this in the <laughs> flesh the people Whew. and like five years later they were all dead like so yeah oh, so uh, key uh. albums from the ramones their debut they have a bunch of albums they have like 20 yep. albums all through the 80s 70s 80s and 90s but the big ones are some of the earlier ones their debut album the ramones rocket to russia is a good one Road to Ruin, I believe, came out in the 80s. That's a good good one. Songs that you may have heard. Uh, and, the, you know, the, a common like complaint you hear about Ramones is all their songs sound the same. Well, yeah, they kind of do. <laughs> but they're awesome. Yes, people. <laughs> so who cares? Get on board. It's a yeah, good time. You got to embrace it. Uh, you've probably heard Blitzkrieg Bop. Mm-hmm. Um, you've probably heard I Want to Be Sedated. You've definitely heard mm-hmm. I Want to Be Sedated. Everybody. You've maybe heard Judy is a Punk, which is mm. maybe my favorite one. Okay. Beat on the Brat. Beat on the Brat with the baseball bat. Uh, and mm. Rock and Roll High School is a fun one. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ramones. The All Ramones. Right. Oh. Let's stick. And you Let's probably in... have a Ramones t shirt because everyone yes. has a Ramones oh, t shirt. That I is know, a thing. Sure, sure. All right, let's stay in America now. Okay, and we'll, well, we're here. Okay. And we're going to talk about the Dead Kennedys. Oh, the yes. The Dead Kennedys are an American punk rock band that formed near you, Dr. Amy, in San Francisco, Ooh, California. Okay, fun place, in fun place. In 1978. They were also one of the defining punk rock bands in their early days. They were led by singer Jello Biafra. Uh, mm-hmm. Talk about political. They were nothing but socialist, mm-hmm. hardcore, left-leaning, anti-war, anti-government. I San Francisco would be Ronald the place. Ronald Reagan and Jerry yeah. Brown and like, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like uh, they hated authority. They hated yeah. political figures, and they were shocking. They wanted to shock. You know, they mm. really. I mean, even their name is like, yeah, pretty. Ooh. Pretty That's distasteful a little, to a lot a of people dicey. of sure. a certain generation. You know sure, what I mean? Sure, sure, They really wanted to influence culture, and they did. But the thing that I love about Dead Kennedys, and, and I must admit, like back in the 80s when they were starting to become a thing, I didn't really get them at first. It took mm. me a while. It wasn't until later, like in the 90s, when I was like young in my 20s, that I really gave them a second listen and started to appreciate them more. Mm. And it's because of they were so smart, you know, where the Ramones are just kind of like, Fun you know, I want to be sedated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Happy Halloween, you know, whatever, like yeah, so, you know, yeah. just kind of fun, silly stuff. Dead, and, and the Clash were like kind of angry in their early days. The yeah. Dead Kennedys were just like they had biting, yeah. social commentary, uh, 
satirical uh, lyrics. I mean, it was really, mm. really dense and really uh, powerful. Uh, Dr. Amy, yes. do you have any fun facts I about do. Dead Kennedys? Okay, people, you're wanting to know um, about the, the lead singer, okay? You mentioned yes. Jello Biafra. People, this mm -hmm. is not his Christian name. Not his name. Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> so he picked it randomly out of a notebook. He later said he liked the really? way th these two images went together. Jello, a consumer product. Sure. <laughs> known and trusted. <laughs> and Biafra, a poor third world country that is now part of Nigeria. Yeah. The collision of those ideas sure. in his mind. Like, uh, like this is me, people. That's I'm exactly Jello. what I'm talking about. That's, exactly, that's kind of... That's that's kind of to really are, you know? scratch your head about that one yeah. for a while and ponder that. Um, so dead set against signing a record deal. Biafra started his own label, Alternative yep. Tentacles, people, Tentacles. to Might distribute their around. music. Yeah. And they went on to distribute um, other uh, acts as well, DOA, Seven Seconds, Butthole Surfers, and others, okay? Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, he actually ran for mayor of San Francisco in 79, and he actually came awesome. in fourth. Out of That's 10 candidates, bad. he got That's over 6,000 votes. I mean, mm -hmm. San Francisco would be the place where that could happen, right? Sure. Um, so their 1985 album, Franken Christ, yeah. uh, <laughs> led to the first ever case of a band being brought to trial over the content yeah. of an yeah. album, people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So a painting by Swiss <laughs> surrealist artist... H.R. Geiger dep that depicts a row of penises, penises engaged yes. in intercourse uh -huh. was included with the album and the, as in part of the art, right? Yeah. Uh, the band was brought to trial for, quote, distributing harmful matter to minors. Very harmful. And the jury was deadlocked, and so it ended in a mistrial, people. That's good. Oh, That's good. my goodness. Wow. That's not as bad as like, and that wasn't the cover of that album. The cover of the album "Plastic Surgery Disasters" <laughs> great, is like one of the most. Name. That's like one of the most unsettling album covers yeah. you've ever seen. You just go go Google go, it, look, look it look up, look that okay? up, people. Yes. Um, key albums from Dead Kennedys are that one, "Plastic Surgery Disasters," uh -huh. and one of the great punk rock albums of all time. It's full. It's so packed with awesome songs. Fresh Fruit for Rotting Vegetables, it's called. <laughs> um, key songs from Dead Kennedys, Kill the Poor. <laughs> kill, 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 kill the poor. Kill, kill. It's satirical. Oh, they don't really want to kill the poor. No, no. California no, no. Uber Alice, which is an anthem of California, an anti-Jerry Brown song. I think uh -huh. later, later though, Jello Biafra like, apologized to Jerry Brown, uh, and they kind of made up, actually. Oh, okay. Because okay. Jerry Brown's a pretty yeah, left-leaning right. guy, and everybody's like, why is hey, the Dead Kennedys the picking on Jerry Brown? <laughs> Uh, let let's lynch the landlord. That's a fun song, and of oh course, you've probably heard "Holiday in Cambodia." Ah, yes, good stuff. Wow. Now, Amy, I'm going to rip through okay. two more, and we're okay. getting kind of long on time, yep. so I'm going to do yep. this quick. Okay, okay. hit it. Uh, I wanted to showcase a couple more Bad Brains because mm. this is a band that doesn't get a whole lot of attention. They were another American punk band. They're from Washington D.C., but kind of like the Clash, it's 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 a little bit disingenuous to refer to them as a punk band. They, they did everything. They were mm. a really good reggae. They played reggae. Mm. They played hardcore. They played metal. They played jazz fusion. Oh. Uh, and they're one of the few. There, there are a couple. They're not the only one. They're one of the few African-American punk bands. Ah. And if you ever 
Uh, and as a matter of fact, Rolling Stone magazine called them, quote, the mother of all black hard rock bands. And I would agree oh, with fun. that. Okay. And they're, I th- they're around for a long time. The 80s was their decade, though. But you really got to see Bad Brains live. And I would urge you, if you're mm. interested, if you like this kind of music, go to YouTube and just search Bad Brains live and watch them live because they really were known for putting Bringing on a it. killer okay. show. Their okay. key albums are uh, their debut album, Bad Brains, and then an album called Eye Against Eye, which is probably their mm. their best one. And then last yeah. one, um, I didn't discover this band. They were around in the 80s. I didn't discover them until the 90s. Also from California, from Fullerton, mm, California. Represent. Social Distortion. Ah, yes. And, and yep. they're a little different. Like, they're like... Um, they were, well, they were formed in 1979. They're led by singer and guitarist Mike Ness, who writes all their songs and basically is social distortion. Um, you've probably heard like Story of My Life, Ball and Chain, Mm -hmm. Bad Luck, So Far Away. Their key albums are Mommy's Little Monster, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell, which is my personal favorite, and Prison Bound. I've seen Mm -hmm. them live too. I saw them live in Kalamazoo. Okay. Um... Six or seven years ago, and there was an incident oh. at that concert. Oh my god! They were and and there. Well, let me back up for a second. Their music is different. It's like, it's like if Johnny Cash was a punk rocker. You know, it's like ah. it's got a real rockabilly kind of country feeling to it. Okay. Their songs are all about, you know. I have had hard luck. I've been in prison. My girlfriend I left gotcha. me. They're like, okay. they're like c- dirty country songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we went out to go see them live. And Mike Ness is now like, I mean, he's got to be in his 60s, probably. Okay. Yeah. He's got tattoos all over himself. He's a big, strong guy. And he's up there and they're doing their thing. And they were great putting on a show. And some guy in the audience threw a water bottle at him like a full um, like i don't know if it was for fun or whatever but like actually like hit him with a water bottle and so they're still playing the song mike ness takes his guitar off and hands it to the guitar tech the rest of the band is still going he jumps off the front of the stage into the crowd finds the guy grabs him and beats the crap out of him whoa like beats him up oh my god throws him on the ground Hops back up on stage, picks up his guitar, and finishes the song. Very and the song punk never rock, stopped. People. Wow. I, witnessed, I witnessed this Woo. with my own eyes. Oh my goodness. If that tells you anything about social <laughs> distortion, lots of fun. I love um, it. A few honorable mentions from the 80s Fugazi, kind mm-hmm. of a post punk band. The Misfits, I mean, mm. I will highlight the Misfits at some point in the future. The only reason I didn't highlight them here is. I don't know if you can really call them a punk band, kind of. Mm-hmm. They were their own thing. Black Flag, Suicidal yep. Tendencies. That's a Cal- that's like a California yes. punk sound that still yep. exists to this day. Uh, Descendants, Circle Jerks, Minor Threat, Ancient Agent Orange, Husker Du, Adolescence, and the Dead Milkmen. Ah. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Aaron's mixtape, punk people. rock music. That was a fun ride. Wow. It was. It really was. Well done. Bravo. Sources for this episode. I leaned on Wikipedia. Amy used a website called Songfax. Oh, love that website. Yep. Lots of fun. Lots of and that's it. Good stuff. Woo. Woo. I All cannot right. wait for the next installment 
yes. the DJ Aaron's mixtape people. Okay. Well, I want to get into like some of the like kind of moody, like uh, gothy kind of music, mm. which actually was kind of a big thing in the 80s with the cure, oh you my know, gosh, yes. and yes. that sort of stuff. I'd like to get into that maybe next. So okay. we'll see. We'll see when that's coming up. Mm. All Stay right. tuned, everybody. But for now, we are the Latchkey Kids. That's all we got for this week. We'll be back with more next week. Until then, bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.